What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. We're going to start off by talking about BidenLaptopMedia.com. This website has released all of the pictures that were on Hunter Biden's laptop. It keeps fucking crashing because so many people are trying to go to it. But I finally got in a little bit earlier today and just checked this out. There are 7,032 pictures on his laptop. There are 1,832 pictures on the iPhone backup. There are 428, quote, live photos. There are 674 attachment messages. There's 579 screenshots. There are 40 attachments for WhatsApp and 111 photos in an album just titled Photos. And I believe it was like a year ago, maybe two years ago, when a lot of the pictures on this fucking disgusting piece of shit's website started surfacing on the internet. There was a picture of him with like a literal maybe nine, ten-year-old little girl dressed in lingerie. There was another picture of another maybe seven to ten-year-old on a fucking stripper pole. There is a video of his niece literally like jerking him off with her feet. Like straight up kitty porn because she was, <laughs> well, A, she's fucking related to him and B, she was under 18. There were pictures of supposedly the Obama daughter chick who uh, at the time of the pictures was a minor, but they were using her credit card, her daddy's credit card to chop up lines of coke. No shit. So as far as everything like on this website, I don't know what could be much worse than some of the stuff I just described for you. I think I'll try to go through it maybe a little bit later, but I'm assuming the stuff that was already leaked onto the internet is probably fucking hopefully the worst of the worst on this piece of shit's fucking laptop. And let's just uh, have a little reminder here that the FBI had this laptop for months and they actually still have it and he's never been prosecuted even though he is a felon in possession of a gun on several pictures and videos so yeah get fucked fed boys i don't expect hunter biden to have to face any repercussions from these disgusting pictures and videos on his laptop our government has a long history of protecting piece of shit pedophile elite scumbags like hunter for decades and that's actually what we were talking about last week. We were talking about how the FBI got in on the blackmail scheme by basically using sex traffic children to fuck either business leaders, generals, other politicians, and then they would get pictures of this. And from that point on, these motherfuckers were owned by the FBI or whoever was taking the pictures. So last week, we left off on a super disgusting piece of human trash named Roy Cohn. We are going to talk a little bit more about that dumb motherfucker and his connections to the Reagan administration. So sit back and get ready for this. Before we get into today's episode, I have to give credit where credit is due. An investigative reporter by the name of Whitney Webb wrote these stories I'm getting the information from, and this chick went hardcore down the rabbit hole. She got access to court documents, so everything we're about to talk about again today 
has been verified. This is not conspiracy theory. This is not just fucking crazy ideas. Whitney Webb at mintpress.com. She is a badass bitch. She went down the rabbit hole and I'm actually surprised the CIA hasn't paid her a visit or two. So let's get started. Last week, I left off on the part where former New York PD detective and ex-head of the department's human trafficking and vice-related crimes division, James Rothstein, said about Cohen, quote, Cohen's job was to run the little boys. Say you had an admiral, a general, a congressman who did not want to go along with the program. Cohen's job was to set them up. Then they would go along. Cohn told me that himself. According to Rothstein, he stated that the child sex blackmail ring was part of the government-sponsored anti-communist crusade, and it suggests that elements of the government, including Hoover's FBI, may have been connected to at a much broader level than Hoover's own personal involvement, as the FBI closely coordinated with Senator McCarthy and Cohen for much of the Red Scare. Now check this part out. This is a little bit interesting. I'm sure everybody's heard about Hoover's little quote-unquote secret blackmail files. And apparently there was a sizable dossier on Senator McCarthy. And the contents suggest he was a fucking pedophile and he liked little girls. This was the senator that was behind the whole Red Scare, the Russians and communists are invading. I mean, is it like a fucking law, a rule, something That if you're a politician, you got to be a sick-ass piece of shit? I mean, come on. What is with this group of people? I mean, we all know they're psychopaths because psychopaths are drawn to power and they don't give a fuck what they have to do to achieve that power. So, I mean, I get that angle of politicians, but fuck, dude, what, what went so wrong in their lives that they don't care who they have to hurt to get money or power? It's just fucking, I don't know, I, I, I can't conceive living that way. It's, it's empty, it's hollow, it's fucking evil. According to David Talbot, who wrote the book The Devil's Chessboard, stated that Walter Trohan, who was the Washington bureau chief of the Chicago Tribune, had personally witnessed McCarthy's habit molesting young women. Quote, He just couldn't keep his hands off young girls. He went on to say why the communist opposition didn't plant a minor on him and raise the cry of statutory rape. I don't know. Check out who was some of Cohn's closest friends and allies. We have Barbara Walter, former CIA directors, Ronald Reagan and his wife, Nancy, media mogul, Robert Murdoch and Mort Zuckerman. Numerous celebrities, prominent lawyers like Ellen Dershowitz, top figures in the Catholic Church and leading Jewish organizations, and the World Jewish Congress. Many of the same names that would surround Cohen until his death in the late 80s from AIDS. Like I was saying earlier, Cohen had ties to the Reagan administration, which was also closely tied to the same criminal network led by Meyer Lansky. The Iran-Contra network was a group of Reagan officials and associates who played key roles in the Iran-Contra scandal. My point here is that key figures in that same Iran-Contra scandal network were in the same network as several fronts for the CIA, and they were involved in funneling money to Central American Contra paramilitaries 
who were also trafficking minors for their sexual exploitation and use in sexual blackmail rings. So we have evidence now that our government has for decades been using underage sex trafficked children for blackmail rings. And now we're up to the 80s into the Reagan administration. Some of the blackmail rings actually did get a blurb here and there on mainstream media. There was the quote-unquote cowboy ring run by Washington lobbyist Craig Spence. There was the Franklin child sex and murder ring run by Republican operative Larry King. And it goes all the way up to the Catholic charity Convent House. And that was in the late 80s. And if you didn't hear me, there is evidence that all of these blackmail rings could be tied back to key figures linked to the Reagan White House and linked to Roy Cohn. Roy Cohn was also best buds with a lot of celebrities, famous politicians, and political operatives. He would throw birthday parties and people like Andy Warhol, Calvin Klein, Joey Adams, uh, even the mayor of New York, Abraham Beam, and the then assemblyman from Brooklyn and future senator, Chuck Schumer. And then check this out, you guys. In 1979, Margaret Trudeau, mother of Justin Trudeau is a tool, attended one of Cohn's birthday parties. So this motherfucker has got ties all over the world. This is not just the United States. It's not just like, you know, the Iran-Contra shit. He had ties all over the world to the quote-unquote rich, the famous, the elites. And this motherfucker's job was to get them wrapped up in blackmail rings. Cohn also had a lot of friends in the mainstream media. I already mentioned Barbara Walters, but he was also pretty close with Abe Rosenthal, who was the executive editor of the New York Times, William Sapphire, longtime New York Times columnist, and New York Magazine contributor George Solkowski of the New York Herald Tribune, NBC and ABC. And Sokolsky was particularly close friend of Cohn and former FBI director J. Edgar Hoover. Solosky also ran the American Jewish League Against Communism with Cohn for several years, and the organization later named its Medal of Honor after Skolosky. So this motherfucker had so many connections in the mainstream media, if he wanted a story squashed, he would have to pick up a phone and ask. That is about it. That's how much power this motherfucker had. So if this guy can get Robert Murdoch to cancel a fucking news story about something, it kind of makes you wonder what dirt he has on Murdoch. And I believe that's the motherfucker who basically kicked Tucker Carlson out of the network. So this stupid motherfucker Murdoch has been around for decades as well. And information that should not come as a shock to literally fucking anyone Cohn had close connections to both the Republicans and the Democrats. So it's like I've been saying, these motherfuckers, these two separate parties, they're not so fucking separate. They're exactly the same. And it's the illusion of choice that these two parties represent and that the NPCs cling to so tightly. Cohen did have close ties to the Reagan administration, but he never was given like an official public position. He just kind of helped Reagan out from behind in the shadows, doing the dirty work. But that's not all he did. He also worked with more visible faces of the campaign. 
including the then communications director for Reagan's 1980 campaign and later CIA director William Casey. So this is what I keep fucking trying to get through to everyone, that these alphabet soup groups, our whole fucking government actually, is so rotten to the core and has been for decades. Do you guys really think there is any salvaging the current government we have in the United States? I mean, last time I checked, the fucking Constitution called on the American citizens to stop their government if they became tyrannical. I would say running blackmail rings with sex trafficked children just to fucking get somebody caught up, I would say that's pretty fucking tyrannical. Ronald Reagan also had close ties to the mob. His mentor, Lou Wasserman, was the longtime president of the MCA and a well-known Hollywood mogul. And he's known for not only making Reagan's film and television career, but also supporting his successful push to become president of the Screen Actors Guild, which later financed Reagan's political career. According to Sean Swords, who was a documentary filmmaker, he stated, quote, Ronald Reagan was an opportunist. His whole career was guided by MCA, by Wasserman, and Jules Stein, who bragged that Reagan was malleable and they could do whatever they wanted with him. That's the thing about Reagan, being tough on organized crime, that's a fallacy. So I'm, I know there's a lot of people that are like Reagan fans or whatever, but after you've seen the dirty shit our government has openly done to us in the last few years, do you really think the fucking actor Ronald Reagan was as badass as most people make him out to be? I don't. I don't think so at all. Sean Sword's words are actually backed up by a Hollywood source cited in a declassified DOJ document who called Reagan, quote, a complete slave of MCA who would do their bidding on anything. If you don't know what MCA is, it was an American media conglomerate founded in 1924. And it originally kind of started as a talent agency with artists in the music business as clients. But the company became a major force in the industry and later expanded into television production. So these fucking pervert pedophile Hollywood motherfuckers are all wrapped up with the mob world. They're all wrapped up with our government. And you can kind of see like the parallels to fucking Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. He had Bill Clinton hanging out, going to his island I believe Trump even flew on his plane. I don't fucking know what the deal is with that. But I guarantee you fucking Clinton was getting down to some fucking child rape. It's like Epstein just took a fucking page from this old school playbook of getting rich and powerful people over to his island to rape children. And then he would get pictures of them doing this. There actually was a DOJ probe into MCA at one point, but the Reagan administration quashed it and was reportedly spurred after the Justice Department learned that an influential member of the Gambino crime family was doing business with a massive entertainment company. So yeah, the, the Reagan administration's like, no, don't go investigate that because those are my homeboys. It's just, it's corrupt fucking through and through. Also around this time, then-CIA director William Casey and Cohn spearheaded an extensive PR campaign aimed at shoring up public support for Reagan's Latin America policies. And that is also including these fucking paramilitary motherfuckers in South America. 
And at this point, this domestic propaganda was technically fucking illegal. So the CIA just kind of outsourced the job to the private sector to minimize the risk of fallout. The CIA decided to outsource the propaganda directed domestically to Rupert Murdoch. I mean, this fucking Brit needs to say the fuck over there and just stop. Just fucking stop. That motherfucker is like 107 years old. How the fuck is he still flying around creating problems everywhere? Now check this out, guys. Cohn was not the only one close to the Reagan administration who was simultaneously running sexual blackmail operations that abused and exploited children. There were actually several figures, all of whom shared direct connections to the CIA director, William Casey, and other close friends and confidants of Cohn. Now, one of these stupid, disgusting motherfuckers was Robert Keith Gray, who was the former chairman and CEO of the powerful Washington-based public relations firm of Hill and Knowlton, which 60 Minutes once called, quote, an unelected shadow government due to its influence in the capital. Wow, look at that. 60 Minutes of mainstream news actually using the word shadow government. Hmm, maybe that was before they got infiltrated. Check this part out, you guys. The connection between Gray and Casey is pretty fucking telling. Former Nebraska state senator turned investigator John DeCamp said that Gray was a specialist in homosexual blackmail operations for the CIA and was reported to have collaborated with Roy Cohn in those activities. So it's like this fucking shit is an open secret within politics, within the media, just like Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking disgusting activities were. Gray was also a known associate of CIA agent and naval intelligence officer Edwin Wilson. Wilson's main specialty was front companies used to covertly ship and smuggle goods on behalf of the U.S. intelligence. But he also ran sexual blackmail operations for the CIA. That information came from Wilson's former partner and fellow agent at the CIA, Frank Turple. According to author and investigative journalist Jim Hogan, Turple later stated, quote, historically, one of Wilson's agency jobs was to subvert members of both the houses of Congress by any means necessary. Certain people could be easily coerced by living out their sexual fantasy in the flesh. A remembrance of these occasions was permanently recorded via selected cameras. The technicians in charge of filming, the TSD, which stood for Technical Services Division of the CIA, the unwitting porno stars advanced in their political careers, some of whom may still be in office today. It was actually later reported that Wilson's activities were basically just a spinoff of the same sexual blackmail operation in which Cohen became involved with during the McCarthy era with Louis Rosenthal and J. Edgar Hoover. So these disgusting motherfuckers are all so interconnected. And I know if you tried to like fucking explain this to an NPC, they would not even listen. They'd be like, there's no fucking way our government would do all of that, which is absolutely astonishing that in 2023, people still trust our government. I mean, are they really just that fucking stupid or are they just lazy or they just don't want to confront the truth? I don't know. Your guys' guess is as good as mine. I have no fucking clue. 
This sexual blackmail ring was not the only blackmail operation connected to Cohn's network or to these piece-of-shit American politicians. Another pedophile network was connected to a close associate of former President George H.W. Bush in the early 90s and was run as an affiliate of the Catholic charity Covenant House, which was founded and run by Father Bruce Ritter. In 1968, Ritter asked his superior, Cardinal Francis Spellman of the Archdiocese of New York, for permission to take homeless teenagers, boys and girls, into his home in Manhattan. And Spellman was actually accused of pedophilia and ordained known pedophiles while serving as the highest ranking Catholic priest in the United States, you guys. So these disgusting pieces of shit are now all tied in with Bush. You know, it just keeps fucking going. President after president, decade after decade. And take your choice on the alphabet soup group. It seems like all these dirty motherfuckers are involved in this shit. Ritter, just like Spellman and other priests who served under Spellman, were eventually accused of having sex, a.k.a. raping, underage boys that he had taken in and of spending Covenant House funds on lavish gifts and payments to the vulnerable teenagers he exploited. Now check this part out, you guys. This is from Daryl Basile, who is one of Ritter's victims. He wrote an open letter to him a year after the priest preying on teenage boys was exposed by the press. He said, quote, You were wrong for inflicting your desires on a 14-year-old. I know that someday you'll stand before the one who judges all of us, and at that time, there will be no more denial, just the truth. And just like a little side note, Ritter's activities at Covenant House were exposed in 1989 by New York Post, Charles M. Sinat, the Post reporter who wrote the story, would later state that, quote, the secular powers, more than the archdiocese or the Franciscans, protected Ritter. So, where what happened to all the investigative journalists like what the actual fuck this this type of investigating really doesn't happen very often nowadays i mean i guess i understand most of them are bought off by pfizer or different cia type organizations and i'm sure something some of the other ones just don't want to get fucking suicided by these groups but that's not gonna stop this kind of shit you guys you have to stand up and face the enemy at some point. Stop fucking running and face the reality of the situation. Apparently, even Ronald Reagan was a fan of the Covenant House. He even mentioned it in a 1984 State of the Union address, which he called Ritter one of the country's, quote, unsung heroes. Check out the money this motherfucking place used to make. From 1985 to 89, Covenant's house operating budget grew from $27 million to $90 million. And its board came to include powerful individuals, including top executives at IBM, Chase Manhattan Bank, and Bear Stearns. Now we're going to move on a bit to Craig Spence, who was a news correspondent in the 1980s for ABC and then decided to become a prominent conservative Washington lobbyist. Spence would soon find his fortunes shift dramatically when, in June 1989, it was revealed that he had been pimping out children to the power elite in the nation's capital throughout the 1980s in apartments that were bugged with video and audio recording, a la Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. 
1982, the CIA rag, the New York Times, published an article that was just basically fawning Oliver Spence and just singing his praises. And seven years after the Times published this article, the Washington Times published a story that stated, The glittery parties for key officials of the Reagan and Bush administrations, media stars, and top military officers had been bugged in order to compromise guests. The Times goes on to state Spence was linked to a homosexual prostitution ring whose clients included government officials, locally based U.S. military officers, businessmen, lawyers, bankers, congressional aides, media reps, and other professionals. Do you guys remember not too long ago when they called us all crazy QAnon conspiracy theorists for saying there were elite pedophile rings fucking basically hunting children? It's so ridiculous that they could even state that with so much evidence out there that that's exactly what's happening. And as long as people fucking keep their head in the clouds, they'll be able to continue to lead the NPCs off a cliff. And I'm sure the NPCs will happily jump. (laughs) They say jump off the cliff peasant and peasant says, I'm on it, masters. That Washington Times article actually went on to say, Spence's home was bugged and had a secret two-way mirror, and he attempted to ensnare visitors into compromising sexual encounters that he could then use as leverage. One man who spoke to the Washington Times said that Spence sent a limousine to his house, which took him to a party where, quote, several young men tried to become friendly with him. Spence was also known to offer young children for sex to attendees at his blackmail parties, along with cocaine. This isn't just coming from the Washington Times. There were several other sources, including a Reagan House official and an Air Force sergeant who had attended Spence-hosted parties and confirmed that Spence's house was filled with recording equipment, which he regularly used to spy on and record guests, and his house also included a two-way mirror that he used for eavesdropping. And, of course, the CIA motherfuckers are involved with Spence. According to the Washington Times report, Spence, quote, often boasted that he was working for the CIA and on one occasion said he was going to disappear for a while because he had an important CIA assignment. And news that should shock absolutely no one, not long after the Washington Times made this report, Spence was found dead in the Boston Ritz-Carlton and his death was quickly ruled a suicide (laughs) because of course it was. One of the most crazy aspects of the scandal surrounding Spence was the fact that he had been able to enter the White House late at night during George H.W. Bush administration with young men whom the Washington Times described as callboys. This piece of shit Spence actually said his contacts within the White House, which allowed him and his callboys access, were top-level officials and he specifically singled out George H. W. Bush's then-National Security Advisor, Donald Gregg. Gregg had worked at the CIA since 1951 before he resigned in 1982 to become National Security Advisor to Bush. And I'm sure it's just a big old co-winky-dink. Prior to resigning from his post at the CIA, Gregg had worked directly under William Casey and, in the late 1970s, alongside a young William Barr, and stonewalling the Congressional Pike Committee and Church Committee, which investigated the CIA beginning in 1975. Barr would actually become Bush's attorney general. 
rising to that post yet again under Trump. Now, check this part out, you guys. Barr's father worked for the OSS, which is like the precursor to the CIA. And he recruited a young Jeffrey Epstein, then a high school dropout, to teach at the elite Dalton School, from which Epstein was later fired. So see, now it's all come fucking full circle back to Epstein. The way his disgusting child sex trafficking blackmail ring worked was exactly the same way as it has worked for decades within our government, within powerful business leaders, the rich, the fucking royalty of different countries. But somehow, I guess people just like, I don't know, maybe the public just doesn't give a fuck that we are being ruled by disgusting pedophiles that would probably kill you in a heartbeat if it meant they got to step up a ladder of power. I don't know. Uh, There's just some shit in this world I will never fucking understand. And you guys, I know that that was a lot of fucking information. There were a lot of different names that we were going over. I mean, it's decades of information and years worth of investigations that I just kind of tried to summarize for you. So what I'm going to do is in the show notes, I will post a link to Whitney Webb's article because she's probably one of the last real investigative journalists. And I hope she has a fucking security or large dog, something like that. Speaking of large dogs, me and Garrett got a puppy last weekend. The puppy's breed is Dogo Argentino. They're fucking gorgeous. They were imported from Argentina maybe like a decade ago-ish. And they're about, I don't know, 80 to 100 pounds. They're all white. They kind of resemble a pit bull, but larger. And he's a fucking doll. He is so cute. I actually had to stick him in the garage so I could record this because I swear every time I'd start recording, he would start biting his squeaky toy or bark at nothing in the room. But he's fucking adorable. I put a couple pictures up on my Instagram page. I'm definitely going to post more because this motherfucker is so cute. And just be warned now. All of his pictures do come with a cuteness overload warning. It may cause you to throw up. So back to kind of something I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, the BidenLaptopMedia.com page. It keeps crashing because so many fucking people are trying to get onto it. Um, It takes forever just for it to load up. But then if you try to go to the different albums, it also takes forever and then it just stops. So I don't know, hopefully somebody else can go through this and kind of summarize what the fuck is going on with the all of these different pictures and videos. But I mean, if they're anything like the one with the nine-year-old girl in lingerie or the other little kid in a fucking stripper pole, I swear to God, I, I don't understand how he doesn't get a price on his head. It's disgusting. And he's like trafficked women, trafficked children from all over the world. This motherfucker is the president's son. It's just such clown world nonsense. It's hard to wrap my mind around it. But go there for yourself. Uh, Make sure you have some fucking brain bleach for after looking at this shit. Because a lot of it is very fucking disturbing. And it is even more disturbing that he's not going to be held accountable for this shit. All right, you guys. We are now at the point in the episode where I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states. We have California, who's taken back the first place spot, Georgia in second, and Colorado in third. As far as the international peeps, we have the UK, Canada, Australia, and Singapore. Well, that's a fucking new one. What's up, Singapore? Thank you for tuning in. If you guys have a rabbit hole I need to go down, 
hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com or go over to Reddit and check out my sub. It's r slash vanishedinthevalley. Or you could try to come to my Instagram page, which I don't know, one of them's shadow banned into the fucking dirt. The other one is, I think that the shadow bands have expired, but give it a week and fuck, give it a couple days and it'll be shadow banned back into oblivion. But if you go to the page at Vanished Athena, I have up in the top notes part, a link to my other Instagram page that I'm kind of using more right now. So send me some rabbit holes. Let me know what's up. And again, thank you all so much for listening every week. I fucking appreciate you. I appreciate you all. Before I get out of here, I do have to remind you, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.